What does it take to get beyond the damage of words? I'm Katrina Collier. Join me each week as I explore what it takes to step into a happier future. My guests are sharing their stories of when they realized that they needed help and what it took to take that first step so that you leave inspired and maybe even start on your own path to self-love, care, compassion, and of course, happiness. So without further ado, let's hear their stories. Jen Newbel, welcome to Beyond the Damage of Words podcast. I'm so thrilled to talk to you because we met at some random recruitment conference about six years ago. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget because we did our disc profiles and you were so red. And then I see yoga and sand baths and singing bowls. And I'm like, I need to talk to you. What's yeah. been going on? How do we go from a red disc to this? Yes. <laughs> Fighting the red. <laughs> yeah, I think the red was a mask. <laughs> it could have been for sure. I think we all build these masks. Um, in our childhood because they're defense mechanisms to kind of yeah. manage what's happening at home or at school or what have you. So, mm. yeah, I think I'm a little softer inside than maybe I thought I was. <laughs> You've been on a bit of a healing journey. What's happened yeah. though? I mean, this is quite a change, isn't it? From yeah. And by the way, congratulations on 20 years at Dell. Oh, For anybody thank who you. thinks that people don't stay a long time at companies anymore. <laughs> yeah, Amazing. exactly. My 20 year anniversary is tomorrow and I can't believe my transformation has yeah. been over this period of time, really, yeah. like the last 20 years. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we were talking a little bit about this um, before, but hmm. I about four or five years ago, I started to experience a lot of physical symptoms. And I think this is yeah. really important for people to hear, because when we talk about mind and body, we all we all know they're all the same, but what does that really look like in our day to day? So lack of sleep, problems either falling asleep, staying asleep, and then being wired but tired, right? True, yeah. true exhaustion to the, the bones. Um, kind of like heart palpitations, brain fog, um, you know, I'm just trying to think lots of GI, like, let's just be honest, like the, the trauma sits in the gut, which Mm. I thought was very interesting. I thought I can't eat gluten. I tried every restrictive diet you can imagine, which just made me more anxious. Yeah. (laughs) Right. The, the wellness industry. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I think the wellness industry. It's funny. I just, Oh, sorry, mm-hmm. I don't mean to interrupt you. I just wrote about this because I'm writing the book in a very strange order. And mm-hmm. I'm just writing about, strangely, my chiropractic because mine came out from kinesiology. And actually, oh. it's really fascinating, like what you're saying. So if you suppress anger, you end up with heart yeah. disease, which is what my dad ended up with. And then what mm-hmm. you're talking about, suppressing the trauma and whatever energy into your gut, mine mm-hmm. into like structurally, it's fascinating, yep. isn't it? It's absolutely fascinating. It. Our body talks to us and, of course, mm. The Body Keeps the Score, which is a very popular book. And I'm glad yeah. that it's popular because people are really unpacking and unfolding mm. why they're maybe experiencing certain thoughts or feelings or physical symptoms. Yeah. What is maybe the root of that? As opposed to, exactly. I'm sick. I need to go yeah. to the doctor. This is wrong with me. I went, to three, I went to three different sleep doctors. And yeah. wow. really, there's nothing wrong with my sleep per se, it was my ability to 
calm my nervous system and calm my mind in order to fall asleep and stay asleep. I'm happy to say, especially the last two weeks, I've slept very, very well. I mean, it's been like, which is amazing because we've had a super moon. (laughs) Oh, we've had a super moon and it's been extremely hot in Texas. It's been one of the hottest. You slept through a super moon. I'm so impressed. I slept through a super moon. I did, but I practiced yoga under the super moon and had a sound bath that night before I went to bed. So, oh, how beautiful. Yes, it was lovely. There were 60 of us. Oh, my gosh. The yeah. energy was debating. The energy was absolutely phenomenal. And I believe in that, right? That collective consciousness yeah. and everybody bringing that energy together. And then afterwards, it's just like a weight's been lifted and everybody kind of trickles home <sighs> and, Chills. you know, does whatever their ritual is and then hopefully sleeps. <laughs> but isn't it funny that, you know, people sort of are like, oh, oh yeah, no, I don't believe any of that. And it's like, but you go, oh gosh, I haven't heard from Jen for a while. And the next second you're messaging. I'm sorry. Yeah. We all have experiences of that all the time, but it's like, oh, we're absolutely. We're all connected in the world kind of operates yeah. in a way that's not explainable. And I do no. believe that more and more with every passing year. <laughs> yeah. So what, when, when you started going like, okay, I have this problem, my digestive, what was the first step to healing? What did you do that just went, okay, I'm going to address whatever this thing is that I'm trying to ignore yeah. my bottling. So here, here's the, um, the, the cosmos speaking to me. So I went through all the kind of different doctor's appointments and I won't bore you or your listeners with those details because I think we've all heard it before and it's just like spending money. Some of it's out of pocket. You know, the U S healthcare system is, is a little broken and it's just feeling not listened to or frustrated. And even some of the healthcare practitioners were like, I don't know what's going on. This is odd. Um, so if I wasn't listened to, that would trigger my trauma as well. So yeah. that would be. Yeah, absolutely. And so I, it just felt oh, like it was getting worse and worse and worse. So yeah. I was on my computer, um, which I spent a lot of time, like a lot of people on my computer. <laughs> and I got this newsletter. You do work tell. <laughs> yes, exactly. I got this newsletter. And in the newsletter, there was a mention of something. And I'm not promoting this program because there's different programs like this and I think they're fantastic. So I'm just going to throw out my healing path. No, talk about your story. That's fine. Yes. It's, it's re it's neural rewiring. Right. Okay. And so this program was called DNRS, which is dynamic neural rewiring system. And there's a woman out of Canada who Mm -hmm. went through a very similar pattern of, physical symptoms, emotional symptoms, and she created this program. She did a lot of research. She talked to friends. She talked to experts. That's the short version. And people could just go to Google and type in DNRS. And it's a big commitment because you're rewiring your brain. So it will include first learning about the limbic system Mm -hmm. and why do we get stuck in fight, flight, or freeze? Mm -hmm. Because that's what happens. And you have to have to understand and educate yourself. And then there's a series of things that you do every day to rewire your thoughts, especially Mm -hmm. about yourself and your past. Um, So it's a lot of visualization. Does this resonate with you? Because I've always uh, explained it as our thought patterns run like a river. So they'll just keep going the same path, same path. And then to actually get them to change is like getting over the riverbank. And it's, did you find that was a similar experience? 
A hundred percent. And the metaphor that they use is it's like a rutted um, old dirt road. Yes. that's been driven over and rained on and then dried up and driven over. And those there's these really deep ruts. So when yeah. you're driving on it, your wheels just kind of naturally go in those ruts. So you have to take a completely different road. Yeah. That's an old road. It yeah. doesn't it doesn't work for you anymore. So you have to figure out a different way to get to your destination. And sometimes you're just like, I don't even know. I don't have a map. What am I doing? So and I don't know it. So it's a bit scary. It's like it's scary. It's totally scary. You're like, I don't know what I'm doing. I would do these visualizations, um, Katrina, every day. Yeah. I would be on vacation. I would look at my husband. I would be like, I'm gonna go and do my visualizations. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that would include meditating before or after, listening mm-hmm. to certain kind of music, oh, and just fun. walking through this visualization process that was taught to me in DNRS. I felt at first like this is crazy. I'm oh, going to be do. completely on. Oh, I was like, yeah. this isn't going to work. After about two weeks, I was like, I feel a little better, like mm-hmm. just enough to be noticeable. And two it's, weeks. but what's Something. interesting is, you know, it took me decades to get where I was, <laughs> took probably six to nine months to really feel not like a hundred percent because we, mm. what is a hundred percent? What does that mean? But to feel like I can operate and feel confident and feel comfortable in my skin again. So it's a long process. It is lovely, though. Yeah, but it isn't. It's like you've had 20 years of thinking the same thoughts and been stuck in the same flight fright loop. Yep. And then you're making, okay, whole new roads. I actually think six to nine months after 20 years is nothing. Yeah. And if you think about it, it's really more than 20 years because I probably was thinking these thoughts even when I was a middle schooler or, you know, a teenager. So, yeah, it's it's a lifetime. Yeah, it's a lifetime of armor. And I'm thinking this way to protect myself. And um, I saw a clip from Brené Brown that a friend sent me and I can't quote it because I love her. She's amazing. But she talked about you get to a point especially in middle age where the armor, it doesn't fit and it doesn't suit you anymore. And it's harmful. It's hurting you and you have to take it off and expose Mm -hmm. yourself and be vulnerable. And it's scary. And it, it it almost hurts in a way like, Oh, I've got to take this off, but it's so worth it. And now I know what people were talking about around midlife crisis. It's not a crisis. No, it's, it's actually an evolution. Oh, (laughs) exactly yes it's like the butterfly coming out of the chrysalis it's like you've you've broken out you're like out we come absolutely it's like that I do want to just say something um about something you just said a minute ago as well because I write about this in the book anyone that says that they're fully healed is lying because we have a wound and we trigger so just watch Mm -hmm. for that people if you're looking at any programs snake oil Mm -hmm. (laughs) like that you feel a lot, lot better. And you understand when you trigger because mm-hmm. it's like my core wound is healed, but I have a scar yeah. and I trigger and I still trigger. And it's like, oh, you're triggering. I know I'm triggering because I'm, I'm listening. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh. Absolutely. So that's, that to me is the difference. Yeah, absolutely. So, knowing what triggers you, knowing yeah. when you have that response and sometimes it's physical. So yeah. for me, um, I've been kind of oh, studying the point. chakras in my yoga training recently. So the solar mm-hmm. plexus, 
is yeah. the chakra that's kind of like just below your diaphragm above your belly button. Strength. This is where I physically feel it. And yeah. it feels um, the way I, I described it to the therapist I was seeing at the time. Um, he's since mm. retired. He's lovely and helped me make a how lot of breakthroughs. I know. How, how dare he retire? <laughs> I know. I'm I was my like, chiropractor. He will be treating me when he's 90 and he's shaking. I don't care. He's not allowed to retire. I don't care. You're like, you're not allowed to retire. How dare you retire on me? But he was like, describe it. Sit and feel it and experience yeah. it. Don't run away from it. And mm. then he's like, describe it to me. And I was like, it feels like acid. It feels yeah. like like toxic. And, yeah. I, and that it's like a sour feeling. And some people like, feel it in their throat, yeah. right? And we have a chakra at our throat. Yeah, yeah. Um, some people feel it in our heart. Our heart will beat really fast. So mm. I really believe in those energy centers and, oh and your God. body talking to you and saying, there's something happening and mm. pausing, feeling it, and then ask, being observant and not being judgy and just saying, what's going on right now? Like, what, what yeah. do I think is happening? What, is this a part of a pattern? So I got comfortable sitting with these sensations, which mm. don't feel good, and observing. I would actually visualize myself, this is a little corny, yeah. wearing a lab coat and having oh, I like it. a notepad and just saying, huh, you know, maybe I have glasses on in this visualization, maybe not. And I'm just saying, what is going on here and not judging the feeling or the sensation, but just experiencing it and asking myself, what do I think is happening? And that actually makes a huge I difference. I like that. Uh, you're mm -hmm. obviously a very visual person. So I really yes. like that because I'm, I'm a feeler. So I'm like, how did you feel? How did you create the self-compassion? But actually by picturing, I'm in a lab coat, got my glasses on, right? I'm just observing. Yeah. And that's I'm just, why I'm you have the self-compassion and the kindness. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, often we'll go, oh, well, you just shouldn't have a stomach pain or you shouldn't. Well, yes. You have a stomach pain. So what's it, what's it about? Like, yeah, like kindness to self is hard. It's hard to mm -hmm. get to that point. And I think also separating the I from the feeling yes. is really important. So I actually found myself doing this just sometime this week. I, I had a sensation. I can't mm -hmm. remember what it was at the time. But, you know, you have a physical sensation. I was like, oh, this is bothering me as opposed to I have this sensation or I have this pain. It's like, this mm -hmm. isn't cooperating right now. I wonder what's happening. I wonder what's going on. That's interesting. Rather yeah. than, ah, I think it was a headache, to be honest. Yeah. And headaches are another very clear symptom of fight, flight or freeze, right? I would yeah. get mass. I wake up with a headache, go to bed with a headache. I would drink so much water. Nothing would help. I would take I was taking excessive amounts of Advil, which, by the way, is mm. not good for your stomach. And no. now oh, it's like about all, all of that. No wonder you said mm -hmm. acid. Oh, my God. No wonder you said acid. It would have been the exactly. Well. Exactly. So I would say the I would say the head is kind of throbbing a little bit right now, mm. as opposed to why do I have a headache? This is so frustrating. <sighs> I haven't drank any alcohol. I'm hydrated. I'm taking great care of myself that's going to put you deeper into, into fight, flight, freeze yeah, yeah. than just saying the head is hurting. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Fascinating. So how did you get into the yoga then and the sound baths and how's that helped? Because that's still part of your healing journey, isn't it? Absolutely. I actually practiced yoga for probably 25 years. Oh, okay. But I've had times 
where I really have spent a lot of time on the mat. And then I've had times where I've separated myself from the mat. And there's probably a pattern that, that, you know, we could sit and kind of tease it out and figure it out. But um, when I, what happened during COVID is I was going to a studio that was, Mm -hmm. it was close proximity to me. It was convenient. I didn't feel a connection. There was one teacher there that I really liked, but I didn't feel an emotional connection to the studio and to the other people that were there. It didn't feel like community to me. So COVID happened. This place, unfortunately closed. And I was, I was kind of going through my recovery actually started before COVID. Thank God it didn't happen in the middle of COVID. Um, And so I was playing with all these different modalities. I was like, I need a new studio. And I really want to feel connection because feeling connection with Mm -hmm. others is a part of the journey. And so a friend of mine said, check this place out. They have an outdoor space. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the the end of the story. I'm a member of the community. That's where I'm doing my yoga teacher training. I know the owner. I know the manager. You walk in and they're like, hey, Jen. You know, it's like the TV show Cheers. Everybody knows your name. Like, hi, (laughs) hi. Like, we're on our mat getting ready for class, especially if it's a more of a flow or vinyasa, everybody's building their energy. Like, Hey, how's it going? It's been a while. Like, Oh, you were traveling for work. Tell me about that. Where did you go? And it's really, really lovely. And it's, you know, when people say my studio or this place or this situation is my church, Mm -hmm. it's, there's ritual, there's community, there's compassion for each other. There's practice, whatever that practice is. Yeah. Um, mine happens to be yoga, which is mind, body, and spirit. Yeah. And so finding that studio has been an incredible part of my journey. So with your, this is something we've talked about in a previous episode, with your trauma, did mm-hmm. you find it hard to be still? Oh, yeah. yoga, you're still, and you're really meditating, aren't you, in all these poses? Absolutely. I'm not the world's best yoga. I always yeah demonstrate anything here. (laughs) I I have done Kundalini. I did like that, and I need to get back to it. But Kundalini is a great practice. Yeah. But any of them, I mean, it really is about being still, isn't it? Which a lot of people are quite scared of. Hence, they're Mm -hmm. distracting themselves, or they're numbing, or they're, you know, got an addiction. Exactly. When I first started yoga, it was much more of a rigorous ashtanga. I did a lot of ashtanga, kind of in the early two thousands. And what's great about Ashtanga is it's it's physically challenging, but you have yeah. the same poses in the same order. So it's also predictable, which right. is really great for people that have anxiety and that have yes. a hard time staying still. Of course, everybody is still at the end of yoga in Shavasana. I, that's, and that's sometimes the hardest pose for some people. But through this journey, I've practiced more yin, more restorative. And at mm. first it was really hard for me. I'm like, I have to hold this pose for four minutes. Are you kidding? Four minutes is like a lifetime. And it's, I've actually. be still. Yeah. And be still. And silent as well, isn't it? There's no. And silent. Yeah. And and sort of observing your thoughts and not being judgmental about, I just had this thought. Why did I have that thought? Um, a lot of people, I think. Shouldn't be having thoughts. I'm meant to be even quiet. I'm meant to be quiet. (laughs) Well, we can't really turn our thoughts off. That's, you know, really difficult. But. We can observe them in a way that says, oh, that's interesting. I'm preparing for the party that's on Sunday, but I don't need to do that right now. So giving yourself permission to say, that's that's an exercise that I can do on Friday afternoon. Okay, check. Let's come back to the breath, right? So 
that's a, a tremendous amount of, like, of the practice. Breathing, coming back to the breathing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yep. find it, I mean, I, I, I think I've written about this. I've written so much stuff. I have no idea. Um, but about the learning to meditate, I always said I'd never be able to do that. But and then it's when you initially start, of course, ego pops up, doesn't it? And it's going, you can't do this. And then just, I've, I've actually learned just to say, hey, can you just leave me be? Ego, can I just be here with soul meditating yep. and enjoying the moment? And can you just go away mm-hmm. for like half an hour? Yeah. <laughs> just, Please leave me be. I'm safe. Be gone. Yeah. It's, yes. it's, it's funny how people don't think that you can do that. And you just, you just learn to do that, to just go, yeah, I'll think about yeah. it later. Is that okay? Yeah, that's cool. There's, okay, a, there's a lot of really good um, practitioners and experts out mm. there um, yeah. who can really provide a lot of tips and expertise on, mm. again, it's not shutting your mind off. Um, no. Sharon Salzberg is, probably, you know, one of the best out there. And she talks a lot about noticing and redirecting. And I think she calls it beginning again. And that kind of gives you a little bit of a break from the judgment. It's like, it's the act of not turning your thoughts off. It's the act of listening, Mm. recognizing, Mm. observing, and then saying, okay, Mm. you don't have to think about this right now. Let's begin again. And it's all about beginning again and coming back to your breath and coming back to your breath. And that's the practice. So if you meditate, not even for 30 minutes, let's say five, and you Mm. begin again 15 times, that's That's the practice. Yeah. Yeah. That's the practice. It's it's learning that. So tell me more about the sand bowls. Oh, I mean, I love them, but I want to know how you got into that. And just, I'm just going to just, I know my dog, I think is going mental behind me. Uh oh! Random breathing. <laughs> <laughs> I always look at my dog and I'm like, "What you breathing so hard about?" Sometimes I just I don't know what they're doing, but um, thankfully mine is just very very quiet right on now. the floor, really randomly, <laughs> like enjoying the energy of the conversation. That's what it is. He's like, "Oh, yeah. this is fun." <laughs> yes, yes, he's definitely an empath. <laughs> mm-hmm. For so, sure. but I want to know more about the bowls because obviously I I have singing bowls, but I haven't. Actually, I tell a very funny story in the book about this. You'll appreciate this. Mm-hmm. Um, except I might have told you this before, but I'll tell you quickly. Um, I was in a mall in uh, northwest uh, Houston. Oh, and there was somebody okay. who, who looked like she'd just stepped out of Woodstock playing uh-huh. a singing bowl. And I went into the shop because I'd seen something else that looked really interesting. And as I went past, I'm like looking like a scruff. I'm like in shorts and, you know, travel sandals. And I'm, I'm literally looking very normal. And uh-huh. uh, she, she said, oh, madam, which immediately makes me go, oh. I'm not that old. Um, have you heard of a singing bowl? And I went, yes, yes, I have too. And the look on her face, she was so shocked because she judged me by what I was wearing. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's yeah. seriously like, funny. Come on. <laughs> normal people have singing bowls? <laughs> yes, yes. I have a full set of, a full oh, set of seven bowls. I'm so jealous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I went to a place pre-COVID and then yeah. they had to close their doors and then they did virtual sessions. And there's this wonderful woman in Austin. Um, her name is Tra- yeah. uh, Tracy Sage King. I yeah. believe it is her name. Um, so I highly recommend her and I haven't gone yeah. back to her studio because it's opened back up again in a different location since COVID, but yeah. she's phenomenal with sound and sound healing. Mm. And it's more than just the bowls. It's the singing yeah. bowls it's the ocean drum it's and then she also has a huge drum literally the right up to her chest and she would just in the sound healing session um just beat the strut and you go into a different 
place. I don't know where you go. You go back in time, you go forward in time, you go into a different dimension. Sound is very powerful, right? Because our bodies are like an an instrument. We're full of like 70, 75% water. This is why we're so affected by the moon, right? So when the vibrations happen, there's a lot of really powerful things that happen, including the vibrations in your brain. Your vagus nerve, right? All of these organs, your heart. Mm. So I just found that modality really interesting. I am by no means an expert. I'm a level one certified sound healing (laughs) practitioner. Like, I don't know how many levels there are, but there's so much to learn in this space. But it's quite intuitive, isn't it? When you're playing, it's really, you just follow the the sound and the... Yeah. And, and, and I, I'm sure this weekend will take out my bowls. My dog will probably sit. He's, he's cool with the bowls. He doesn't have a problem with Mm -hmm. them. Some dogs are sensitive with the bowls and I'll just play, you know, know he doesn't like them. (laughs) (laughs) He's just on the bed relaxing. (laughs) I don't want to know what he's doing. So normally he's fairly quiet through these, so I don't lock him out, but today he's just, you know, joining in. (laughs) He's He's so cute. Oh my God. He is. I think it's because he found a bone under there, like a you know dog toy under. Oh yeah. So today he's just looking again, he's which doing means he's what he's it. supposed to do. They're supposed yeah. to sniff things Being out. Being <laughs> <laughs> But he's eleven. He's normally calm. So oh, my dog. My dog's almost eleven too. His birthday's right near Christmas. Gorgeous. I can't age. believe. I can't believe he's a senior dog. Time flies. Yeah. It's crazy. It's- it's how fast the years go, unfortunately. But mm-hmm. I also feel it, I find it really interesting with um, dogs with the sound, going back to the sound, how much they teach you about. Mm-hmm. And, and I noticed that with Lance, my first dog, about like the not just the, the words we use, but the sound, the way we deliver the words and how, you know, yep. that could have him caring or really happy. And I found that quite interesting. They're very, they Absolutely. teach us a lot, don't they? They, they do. There are little, are little teachers. What's the saying? There's a word in, the, in Hawaiian. And I saw it on Instagram yes. and it means, it doesn't mean you're the owner, you're the guardian, you're the protector, you're the companion. Yes, I saw and I, I, I love dogs so much. We could have a whole 30 minute session about dogs. Totally <laughs> do a podcast on dogs. I'm a bit concerned mine's about to have the screen behind me. But anyway. He's so cute. Um, He's just having a good old time over there. <laughs> it's just that he just doesn't. So it just, oh no, this is not good. But anyway. <laughs> Um, so when you, when you went into, when you started, so did you have, like, what would you say to the listener? Like, did you have trepidation before you started healing or was it uh, like that email just miraculously landed in your inbox, which I love, or was it, no, this is for me. I was drawn to it. I'm doing it. Go. I would say the former because I was already feeling anxious and worried and overthinking. And I, I was in that headspace. But I was also feeling, honestly, Katrina, a little desperate at that point. I was like, I feel like something like, do I have a disease? Do I have an autoimmune disease? Like, what's going on with me? And we could have a whole discussion Mm -hmm. about autoimmune diseases and what triggers them and what's really happening. Um, Because I tend to think that this goes part and parcel with childhood trauma. You probably have the genetics things clash and then all of a sudden you're feeling sick especially if you think about things like fibromyalgia or chronic fatigue what are those illnesses Mm. what do they really mean 
Um, and I think doctors are baffled by those things. But a lot of those symptoms I had, I was also, I, we didn't talk about this, exhausted, not just from sleeping, but like I hurt, like your joints hurt, your muscles oh, wow. hurt. You're like, am I dying? Like you're, you get really so scared and desperate. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this. I think it was like a US dollar, $250, Katrina. I was like, I'm going to try okay. this. What can it hurt? And yeah. I did not believe going down this path was necessarily going to work. But I was like, well, let's just see what happens. And nothing else has worked. It, it does. So I would say yeah. for any listener that's like, this is speaking to me, you could Google DNRS or you could just Google rewiring therapy. Yeah. There's several yeah. practitioners out there. I follow some of these folks on Instagram and they're saying the things that I'm saying. And I'm like, you're speaking to me and it really yeah. works. You have to commit yourself though. You have to commit yes. yourself every single day to yeah. your healing of your brain and your body, but it works. Yeah. And there were people in this program because we would, you could sign up for group sessions and they yeah. would be facilitated by someone who's healed themselves. Yeah. And there were some guardrails in these sessions around, you can't go down the path of, I feel really bad or I had a bad day yeah. yesterday. You have to keep it in a certain mindset, but also oh, share that. what's working for you. How are you feeling better? Really focused on that path. There were people that I met and it was, this was all over zoom that had mm -hmm. been bed bound. They were that <sighs> sick. Wow. And they were like, I went on a two mile walk today. Like it really is very amazing what we can do through this yeah. kind of um, rewiring and how we can heal ourselves. And a lot yeah. of the, the individuals talked about, we didn't go into a lot of the details of our trauma, but boundaries with family members. Oh my God, boundaries. <sighs> so right? And so they're like, I'm healing myself, but I still have to deal with these people that I have very unhealthy relationships with. So mm -hmm. we would talk about how do you build boundaries and, and mm -hmm. continue to be focused on yourself and, and your journey. So there, it was, it was a really great experience. I had, I probably joined four or five different groups and each group would last for 12 weeks and we'd meet every oh, single week. So beautiful. And it, it was, I literally saw people transform where at, yeah. in the first session, in the first week, they're in bed with their phone. They can't get out of bed, Katrina. They're that yeah. sick. And then by the 12th week, they're like on their phone, like walking, they're like, I'm walking right now. So it's oh, really true. I know it sounds a little wacky, but there no, is research. There is no. research. There's proof. And I hope I am proof. And it, I'm exactly, still working on it proof. every day. Mm -hmm. But it's like um, you would find I have, as far as I'm concerned, healed. But I have a scar, so I can trigger. But yep. my complex PTSD. And people would say that, that some people would say you can't. And it's like, no, you can. I yeah. no longer feel the way I'm not on high alert all the time. I'm still yep. very observant, but I'm not mm -hmm. on high alert. I'm not stressed. I'm quite calm yeah. the vast majority yeah. of the time. Yes, of course, there'll be a few things because they'll take me back to childhood that will trigger, but I'm aware and they happen so infrequently. We're like yeah. once a year kind of thing. So yes. Mm -hmm. So I know, but it's, it's like you said, it's an everyday thing. And I think sometimes people just want a magic pill. And it's, yeah, it, it takes time. But actually, I still think your journey was shorter. My journey has been 12 years. You know, yeah. I've been doing different bits and pieces for 12 years. I mean, mm -hmm. look, loads of it's out on the spiritual scale and past life. It's all coming out. It's all coming out. <laughs> you know, no one wants to go that far, <laughs> but it's, that's what I've done. 
Um, mm-hmm. But it's been, yeah, I mean, even the initial was like probably four or so years. But, yeah. you know, you're undoing decades. So decades. it's okay. I, th- I think yours yeah. is, is amazingly. Yeah. Amazingly. Yeah. Uh, well, I can see, I mean, from the person that I met six years ago and not having reconnected you in, with you in all that time, which is shocking, really. <laughs> Yeah. How has right. six years gone? Bloody twenty twenties. Um, like exactly. just the most random decade so far, isn't it? Um, but I can see such a monumental shift in you. So, mm-hmm. I mean, thank you for coming on and sharing your story. If somebody wanted to reach out to you, is what LinkedIn the easiest? If LinkedIn's just- good, yeah, or maybe a DM on Instagram. I'm not on Facebook anymore. The 2016 yeah. election, I was like, I'm done. I had to no. delete my profile. And I just thought you'd unfriended me. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was that was awful. I'm referring, not, obviously, to the, to the U.S. presidential election. Um, but, yeah, it, it caused yeah, no. a, lot of, a lot of damage for a lot of people. Speaking of fight, flight or freeze, right, um, there's mm-hmm. a lot of people, especially in the country that I live, that are traumatized. And then they get re-traumatized by either politics or COVID or... So it's time for us to all unpack these things and just heal. I mean, I would love a collective healing. Like that would just yeah. be a beautiful thing. Wouldn't it? They <laughs> yeah. do exist. They do exist. Yeah. We just need more people to join it. And I do think people are shifting. They are going towards that fifth dimension energy and away from the third. But yep, we have a fight in our hands. But, you know, I'm really hoping that the podcast, you know, people will pass this on and they'll keep going, oh, God, just listen to this. And we sort of start a bit of a movement and then the book. I know the book is going to help so many people because I'm explaining explaining Mm -hmm. stuff like you've beautifully explained your program. I'm explaining my stuff and and trying to put a bit of science in there for the skeptics as well. (laughs) When I start talking past lives, I'm like, here's some science to back that up, Um, you know, just to to demystify and and hopefully to empower healers as well to be more vocal because some of us are hiding. And we're not saying yeah. we have these gifts, we've done this, you know, I love this, come and join me, you know. And so we're not necessarily even sharing just with our network. So I hope so. Yeah. Anyway. I think we'll you've, uh, one point I wanted to make was you oh, yeah, about please. science and, and, yeah. and having the site. There is a lot of science on, on this yeah. topic. There is a lot of data, but also yeah. there's there you need to have faith. And sometimes yes. you're not going to have the science or all the answers and you're going to go down a path and you're going to ask yourself, I don't know what I'm doing. Just try it. And yeah. something incredible might happen. Might happen. So we don't always have all the science because all these wonderful scientists on this planet, which I have deep respect for, they don't all know either. They <laughs> right. They really they, don't. They don't know. So, um, and so I think also when you, yourself. Exactly. And you're saying mm-hmm. the funny thing is you mentioned the vagus nerve. It runs up, you know, it runs gut heart into your head. Exactly. And we've all been taught logic. And actually, I think people that logic away are disconnected from their emotions, often from mm-hmm. trauma. Mm-hmm. So it's actually if your gut's going, well, I'm going to try this. I'm just feeling drawn to it. Go with it. Like your, your gut and your heart are yes. saying this is a safe path for you. Trust it. Because mm-hmm. especially soul. I mean, it's so quiet, isn't it? Your heart's so quiet. It's not that loud voice up here. It's this quiet one going, try this. Just exactly. email in your inbox to share this with you. Off you go. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, amazing. What a conversation. Thank you again so much. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you for tuning in to Beyond the Damage of Words. How brave, how vulnerable. 
all to inspire listeners like you to take a step or inspire others to take a step. Imagine what healing we could create if we normalize this conversation. So please pass this on and of course subscribe so we can do just that. Until next time, thank you.